Oh boys, how's it going? Good to have you with us, Thank mate. You. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Joe. Mark, we're it. Let's do this. And what a beautiful day here. Guys, how exciting is this? We're Very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mark, it's so good to have you here um, in the car with us today, going for a drive in the beautiful Toyota Highlander. You know, here we are. We're out at Rosedale, going towards Mairangi Bay. Beautiful day. I can't think of a better way to start this podcast, to start this with yourself, Mark. So thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. I kind of feel like it's Friday, the sun's out, we're near the beach. <laughs> we're admiring a bay beach with the head honcho in the car. So <laughs> I'm kind of thinking, look, we need to start this with a song, right? It's Friday, we gotta kick this off with a song. Absolutely. So Mark, I gotta ask you, if we're gonna kick this off with a song, what is your jam? What's your favorite song right now? Well, Let's kick that off. I think on a beautiful day like today, it could only be the one and only Curtis Mayfield with Move On. Ah, you're kidding me. That's the song that I have on my playlist ready to go. You ready? Mate. Let's do it. Let's do it for you, mate. It does. So, Mark, tell us, mate, who are you, mate? What what makes you fire up? What makes you passionate about business and protect it? Well, I'm Mark. I'm a family man, local in Auckland. Um, just really sort of with a background in sales and marketing. Uh, and then I moved into the building industry. And then um, through um, always wanting to do my own thing, be my own boss. Um, create something tangible. Mm. Um, I sort of looked at other avenues um, other than building gear off the tool, so to speak, and eventually um, came up with the idea of protecting surfaces in the building sector. Um, wow. So whether it be floors, bench tops, baths, vanities, glazing, joinery. So, um, so tell us, protect it, like what exactly do you do? Um, basically what we do is we go on building sites um, throughout the greater Auckland area and we protect delicate surfaces. So it could be timber laminate floors, it could be your shower trays, it could be your bathtubs, it could be your, your beautiful um, granite stone bench tops um, and also obviously your glazing and joinery, your aluminium joinery on the outside of your house. So it's a great solution, right? You got monkeys on builder's sites that, <laughs> that break stuff, mark stuff, scratch yep. stuff and you make sure that doesn't happen, you save people money, right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, so the all care, no responsibility seems to be sort of uh, the way it was. Um, I know a lot of guys are taking a lot more care now, obviously joinery and glazing being the most expensive component mm. in a lot of builds. Um, so yeah, it was it was, it was a it was a no-brainer for us to look at a business that could protect those for builders, save them time and money, um, at, you know, through mitigating damage. So it was, um, yeah, back in 2015, we wrote a business plan. Um, I did a diploma business. Part of that was writing a business plan, and um, and yeah, we looked at, um, at at the surface protection, who our suppliers would be, how big the market was, and um, sort of the excitement of starting a business. And that's what I feel is the essential part of entrepreneurship: is the excitement of building that's something, yeah. finding a niche, doing your research, yeah. and then obviously the leap of faith. You know, <laughs> the educated risk of jumping in the fry pan and, and starting a business, you know, leaving a secure job. Um, I, I found that. it was the fear, but also the excitement. It's a love-hate. Yeah. And um, that's really what I found exciting was this, the startup process. Did you always have entrepreneurship in the blood? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Back when I was 12, um, I was cleaning mum's car often <laughs> for yeah. pocket money. Um, yeah. You know, I was looking at options of, um, you know, starting a little car cleaning business. Um, I've always worked. 
um, even at the age of sort of eight or nine, I was stacking fridges at the local dairy. Wow. Um, so I always knew the value of a dollar and I knew it wasn't going to be given to me. So, um, you know, if you want it, you got to go get it. So, um, yeah, always, always looking at options um, for doing my own business or doing something new and cool. So, yeah, always been at the, always been in my blood, I guess. Hey, tell us a little bit about um, you know your upbringing as well, and where were you yep. raised? So you raised around the North Shore area? Absolutely, I was uh, born and bred down in sort of Devonport. Um, yep. So went to Devonport Primary. Obviously, then did the Belmont Intermediate and Tackle. Flash into town, mate. Well, well right? it wasn't it wasn't so much back then. It was just a small town that sort of revolved around the navy. And, oh, we brought um, up a beach haven, mate. So is that, that right? That was definitely is the flash right? into town. Oh, yeah. well, that's where I am now. So. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> um, but yeah, always been sort of on the shore, love the shore. The shore's amazing. To me, I think honestly, it's, it's probably one of the nicest places to live. New Zealand, you've got a, you've got great, you've got the city to go to, you've got the beaches, east coast can't beat it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's amazing, so love it. Mate, a lot of people don't make that leap of faith you talked about because it is a scary move. Do you remember that moment? And can you tell us one of some of the the, uh, the thoughts or the things that you did to kind of overcome that fear and kind of motivate yourself to kind of push past that barrier, which a lot of people just don't kind of push past, you know, that's why they're employed, right? Yep, absolutely. Well, one thing I've always done is I've always drawn on um, experience around me. So whether it's my father, um, who's a, nice. a bit of a real estate superstar, cool. um, he's always been a, a top salesman. So I, I sort of watched him growing up, um, you know, how to talk to people, how to listen more importantly, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, established really good relationships with his clients. Yeah, um, that's a good one. And um, so, and also just people that I mean, I always pick their brains, successful people. Um, I've had the, um, you know, the luxury of, of having some successful people in my life growing up, I always pick their brains. You know what were their, you know what were their key attributes and what are their daily habits that they do to, to mm. be successful, to stay focused. Um, but look, going as you said, going into that that scary moment, um, it was really just a matter of um, it's now or never. Making sure you've got your, um, you know, your I guess exit strategies in, in place. I mean, I could always go back to building. I could have always put the pull tool belt on. Didn't hate building at all. It was a great job. Um, so I always knew I had a trade to go back to. Um, so that kind of helped with things as well. My partner was working, so there wasn't a huge, um, huge, um, you know, risk of financial ruin. Um, and obviously, um, backed myself and started up on the lean. So I didn't throw money into things that you know. A lot of people think the brand is the biggest thing, but it's actually, I think, um, just establishing core relationships with your clients um, yes. and getting those those policies and processes in place. Um, you know, a good accounting system, get a mentor. Um, you know, think about you know um, you know expanding your your in-house uh, portfolio. So we started out doing glazing and joinery, and we're now doing floors, bench tops, um, toilets, um, glass. You know, fireplaces, anything they don't want damaged, mm. um, we've got a solution for. So, growing your business from within in terms of your offerings and your services, um, and also um, just yeah, backing yourself. Man, that's an, um, that's incredible. Sounds like you've got some, uh, you got your things down. <laughs> well, you've, got, you've got it down. You know, I didn't in the start. I didn't mm. in the start. In the start, like I said, it was really sort of flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. You think you've got your business plan down, you know what you're doing, but. To be honest, after a year, you may as well tear it up or rewrite it because you, your business changes that often, right. that quickly. But you know what? The cool thing about that, Mark, is that people, a lot of businesses don't change, right? They get set on something and they go after it and they're not actually listening to their, listening to their clients. No. They're not listening yep, to the totally. demand mm. of what people actually want. 
So your business should be changing. It should be different in a year's time. Yep. Um, and we can think of many different brands that have gone under because they haven't made the change. Yep. So, you know, how cool to be in a company like yours where you've got that culture of change. Yep. You're serving some pretty big brands, mate. Um, yep. Pretty reputable company. Uh, protect it. Yep. Um, can, you, can you sort of tell us who you're sort of looking after out there? Yeah, so um, we sort of, early on, we saw the um, the benefit in establishing preferred agreements. Mm-hmm. So that means you're honest, honouring a rate or a price and a service for a 12-month period. Um, so we established um, agreements with Universal Homes, um, which was a, a huge builder here. We also got GJ Gardner, Jalcon, Fletcher Living, um, wow. and a lot of these these companies have obviously branches South Auckland, East, West, North, mm. um, and sort of once you get in, you create a good service, get a good relationship going, um, you know, it sort of grows from there. Fantastic. You know, a lot of people are, are they don't step into anything um, because they're waiting to find out what their passion is, right? And there'll be people watching now and they're going, man, but I don't know what my passion is, so I don't know when I'm gonna find out or or find a way to live this quote-unquote successful life, or how am I gonna make the revenues or the profits or the impact that I've always dreamed that I could make because they're not sure how to create that channel. From your story, you're literally, you've obviously been raised in an environment and business, so, yep. and you've, you've cultivated that, you've worked hard at that, but I know that you've been involved in travel, you've been involved yeah. in building. There are seasons in life and there are different opportunities in life yeah. that can eventually lend on, lead, lead somebody to an entirely new life or to new opportunities that can actually birth new dreams, right? Yep. So do you want to talk just a little bit about that? You know, your experience, your journey, yep. what would you say to somebody who's just waiting on things because yep. they're waiting for that passion thing to happen, then I'll take a move. What would yep. you say to that person? Just always be open. Always be open to an idea. No idea is too stupid or, mm. you know, seem silly. Um, you know, I know I had people sort of scratching their head when I said I wanted to put peelable coatings on glass. You know, how are you going <laughs> to make money out of that? Yeah. You know, um, so ne- nothing's too silly. Um, do your due diligence. You know, look, research what you want to do. Don't wait because, you know, um, life does go so fast. you really just got to get in and do it. Yeah. Spend the time. It's going to take you, you know, you're going to be working till 11, 11 o'clock at night sometimes, but if you're passionate and you've got that excitement, mm. for some reason you don't really get tired. You just sort of power yeah. on and do it. Um, in terms of what you said, um, you know, the industries I've worked in, every single one of those industries, I tap into what I learned during that time now. So I may have not enjoyed the job, but the silver lining was I was getting, I was learning about marketing, sales. Yeah. Um, you know, I was learning how to um, get in front of people, um, you know, be at the coalface of your business, talking to your clients, establishing trust, listening, learning all those key sort of sales strategies and stuff. Um, and then obviously into building, I learned, you know, exactly what the guys on the ground are doing, the guys, you know, who are physically building these things. So now I know when I talk to clients and builders, um, you know, I know what they're talking about. I can relate to my, my client and it's just it's just proved invaluable. Uh, when I'm going through a moment or I'm in a role that I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated with, I always say to myself, essentially you've got a choice as to how you can look at it. It's all perception, right? And are you looking at the short-term game or are you looking at the long-term game? And I think the short-term game says, why is this happening to me? This is difficult, this is tough. The long-term game and the one that it seems that you have is to ask the question, you know, what can I learn out of this experience? Yep. You know, not it's life doesn't happen to us. I think life happens for us. So wow. what can I learn out of this experience? And so now you're doing everything that you're doing. Yep. You've picked up, just like you said, you've picked up how to how to learn how to listen, how to like not just hear somebody, That's but good. listen to somebody. Yep. You've learned how to like sales and marketing and all these different elements, but they they, they would never have come if you said, Why is this happening to me? 
rather you ask the better question, what can I learn through yep. this frustrating or long or lengthy difficult season, right? Yep, absolutely. And I think you can learn the most from your mistakes, you know? Uh, from your worst experiences, you can sometimes learn the most. You know, there's this awesome quote um, that I've learned through business and that is certainty always wins over doubt. And uh, as you say, you've got to back yourself, right? If you're yep. certain and you're confident about who you are, what you're providing, and what you can do for your customers, yep. your customers will believe you. Absolutely. You know, your staff Very will true. believe yep. you. Very true. Uh, people that are listening to your advertising campaigns will believe you. You know, you yep. have to be certain about who you are, what you offer, what you can deliver. And I think when you are, then uh, people, people will buy into that. Yep, absolutely. So obviously, you know, the world has been working through COVID-19 and you know the game has changed right business has changed business has yep. had to evolve yep. so i wanted to ask you uh firstly ask you this question what would be your number one sales tip at the moment you know everyone's had you know we've all had to sort of change how we do it yep. um or not you let yep. us know what is your number one sales tip at the moment well my number one sales tip is it's kind of a two-part thing so excuse me it's but Obviously, growing up, my father was a very good salesman, um, and he is all about relationships. Business is totally, solely based on relationships mm. and trust. Um, now, the big part of that is um, being at the cold face of your business. So, the number one, the number one tip I would say is don't try and sell through a keyboard or a monitor. Wow. Get out there, get in front of your wow. clients, be at the cold face of your business. Okay. Um, and ultimately, that's if I was to give you a percentage. I'd say 90% of our business is from me walking in the um, walking onto site, seeing the clients, showing them what we do. Obviously, in a specialised coding business, which we are, it's a very tangible um, product. They need to see it working. So it's being in front of your clients, not sending that email to the info at. Um, it's actually getting out there in front of your clients. This is who we are. This is what we do. Giving them your vision and your mission, um, and ultimately, you know. They know who you are. You always want to deal with someone you've met and someone you're talking through a screen. So sure. um, that the main thing was getting in front of your clients um, and establishing relationships that way is definitely the main, the that number one thing. Awesome. What would be your number one marketing tip at the moment? Um, number one marketing tip um, for us at the moment is definitely um, probably um, literally through demonstration. Um, I know that sounds probably how does that work but usually through what we did so in the early days what I did when I was half building one week and doing protected the other half week when we were starting out I literally had a little 600 by 600 window that I carried around in my car I was constantly coding this thing every night so every day I went out I had this peelable coating on my my window so when I go to the cold calls and before you you know you walk in you get that slider dread am I going to be boot out of here which quite often you walk in they're busy they're working <laughs> yeah, who's yeah. this traveling salesman door-to-door -door salesman that's right. here um, I had something tangible so for us and what we do um, in terms of marketing it was it was very much taking the, our physical product into the client and showing them what it was um, yeah so yeah, great. The early days, eh? The early, the early days, days mate. Of hustling yeah. and going hustling. from builder's belt to Superman tape wow. undies on and out there <laughs> yeah. selling the products. <laughs> yeah, so it was, yeah, scary time. But um, like I said, it was, it's it's exciting. And um, to be honest, if we hadn't done Protected, uh, it would have been something else. You know, before Protected, I was trying to start up a website called Offcuts and, um, you know, went through all that process again. Still learnt the process of building a business, but it wasn't to be, you know. Um, yeah. You're never going to take on the big guys um, like Trade and that, so we sort of canned that one and 
yeah, it was, it was sad to do that. I had so much hope for that. Um, right. But right. in the end, out of that came protected. Well, what would you say to the version of you that's just getting into business? If you give them one piece of advice. Don't sweat the small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff. Um, you know, just, um, just concentrate, learn, listen. Um, you know, feed on people around you, the experience of people around you, um, and just learn, listen, and, and just, you know, don't be too proud to ask questions, um, you know, and just take your time, learn your industry, learn the processes, tap, in, tap into, um, you know, any sources of knowledge around you, and yeah, just, um, just be good to your mother. <laughs> That's the best tip you've yeah. given us all day, yeah. mate. So, Mark, obviously, you know, a changing time for a lot of business out there with this whole COVID thing, mate. What what strategies did you put in place uh, to get through? Well, going into um, COVID, obviously, a very uncertain time for everybody. Um, but um, I was fortunate enough to go into it with a business advisor, a business coach, um, and she was pretty invaluable during that time. Um, the biggest thing I found, the most important thing I found, was investing in your people. And, um, you know, obviously the guys, a lot of people were losing jobs around the place, so there's a lot of uncertainty. So when I said investing into, into my guys, um, you know, during the lockdown, we did, um, you know, resilience webinars. Um, we also did a lot of think, um, you know, brainstorming sessions. Um, you know, life is so busy, the Monday to Friday, you don't really get a time to look at your business from the outside in. And the four weeks really allowed all the guys to get off the sites, go home, be with their families, but also look at the business. And we use that time to, first of all, plan. Secondly, look at how we can do things better, how we can streamline our processes, uh, and just get thinking about the business and asking for their genuine input on how we can change things so they feel they've got a, nice. a say in the business. Yeah. So empowering the guys and investing in your guys, you know, alleviating the um, you know the uncertainty probably that they were feeling. Um, and um, I think that's, that's held us in good stead for when we came out of lockdown, the guys are ready to go. You know, we were nice. talking about how can we increase our client base, how can we improve our systems, how can we do the job better, how can we, you know, everything from, from you know, we've got a new van, um, you know, how can we how can we stack our product in there better mm. to use, you know, you know, it was everything. And um, it was a really much a, a 360 review on the business. So um, I thought that was, it was actually a silver lining mm. in, a, in a very uncertain time, so. It's been such a pleasure to have you on Carpool Honcho today, uh, Mark. And uh, we're so proud to be associated with Protect It. And I uh, know that you're a great workout in the building uh, industry, which is booming at the moment. And yeah, much, yeah. much needed for you to be in there doing what you do. And uh, so thank you, big thank you to the Toyota uh, Small Business Driver Program for the use of this Highlander for the year. And of course, thanks to the crate and the great community that we're a part of to uh, be, be able to, to empower business during this amazing time you know let's make 2020 the best year yes absolutely so mark i know that there is another song coming from the 90s <laughs> i know that there's another song that you love so what is that song that song i've got a deep deep love for jamiroquai and the song the particular song in the 90s the massive hit could only be virtual insanity oh no here we go <laughs> Thank you.